On this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and believe in the Gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother Sean. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them, so they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the higher men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. On Sunday, we began a path with the baptism of Jesus. It's a path of humility and meekness, a path of silence and of the cross, totally different from the one that any of us could undertake. This is a style that does not agree at all with the way that a leader of this world would choose to attract and add followers to his ranks. Today we resume the reading of Mark's Gospel in which we clearly hear that after John is arrested, Jesus decides to start speaking out to say what he holds in his heart. He begins what we would call his mission. For him, gestures are not enough. It is not enough just to do something so that others may understand. Words too are necessary and he must speak out. That is why Jesus preached. He spoke, telling us what his father said and, to some extent, showing us his heart. When we spoke about Jesus' baptism, we said that he began his public life with a gesture, with an attitude that, in a way, summarized everything that would be his life. However, gestures must also be accompanied with expressions and sayings that clarify what the gestures are meant to express. Today's glimpse of the Gospel brings us Jesus' first words. This is the time of fulfillment. The Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. In terms of Jesus' life in Nazareth, thirty years of silence had gone by. His time of waiting to begin his ministry was over. Once God's time had been fulfilled, it was time for Jesus to act and be faithful to his Father's will. Jesus did not do anything that his Father did not mandate. He only did his Father's will. And as we often say, God's timing isn't the same as ours. It is difficult to understand this and to grasp that not everything happens when we expect it to. Jesus also had to learn to accept this and to accept that his moment in time would be God's 
and that he would only begin to speak when his father made it possible. Jesus' first expression ended with the words, Repent and believe in the Gospel. Repenting and converting is the translation of a Greek word metanoia, which means change of mind. This means that Jesus invites us to change profoundly, and not just externally. He invites us to a complete overhaul, which, metaphorically speaking, would involve the equivalent of the body and paint work of a vehicle. In order to recognize that the kingdom of God is near, we need to change our mindset. We need to change our hearts and minds to recognize the humility of a God born in a very poor mansion. We have to change our way of thinking about what God is like and how we sometimes hope to see Him, in order to realize that God is omnipotent, yet at the same time much simpler than we think. It's not only our mindset and behavioral patterns where that's necessary that we need to change. We also need to change our mindset regarding the way we view reality, both ours and that which surrounds us. We need to consider the way in which we analyze our reality, how we judge it, and what we say about it. So, we can ask ourselves, what do we have to do first? Change our attitudes, or our mindset and mentality? It's hard to say, it's almost like asking which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Yet, what we can assert is that repenting and converting to the word of God does not primarily imply being good, behaving well, being perfect and not making mistakes, as we may have heard or been taught repeatedly. It would even say that that's a given. We don't need Jesus' words to understand this. All men of good will discover in their hearts that they have a tendency to follow goodness and that they are called to improving a little more with each passing day. Therefore, repenting and converting means being encouraged to change certain mental structures that become barriers so that the transformative message of the gospel can later penetrate. It means accepting God's ways of being and His way of loving us and teaching us to love. Sooner or later in life, Jesus' logic, which is that of God, winds up colliding with ours, which many times claims to be true, yet doesn't accepting God's logic. Change means accepting the logic of God first and foremost. His love often doesn't make sense to us or to the world, and that's why it's difficult for us to accept. Change is the most difficult part of our faith. Believing and trusting in Jesus is what helps us change as well. Change implies great inner violence. It implies planting the cross in our thoughts. It means that we have to bend many things that dominate us, even though we don't realize it. For example, we can spend our lives saying that we believe and that we love Jesus. Yet, when pain enters our life, when our own or someone else's suffering knocks on the door, we are capable of throwing everything away because we don't understand how certain things could have happened 
or because we expect something different from God. This can happen to all of us. Nobody is exempt from getting angry or not understanding God. It is very human and sometimes necessary so that we may seriously comprehend what it means to create. But in the meantime, let us not wait for this to happen to us. To repent and convert is to change, and believing and having faith helps us change. Learning to trust God is the most difficult change, because it implies leaving the comfort zone of our lives in order to accept a God who also changed for us, a God who became humble for us, and who calls everyone, day by day, just as he did that day when these four men were walking along the seashore. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.